Welcome back to the pre-Super Bowl episode of the Listen In Podcast. It's episode 107. Our New England Patriots are on the verge of a sixth Super Bowl championship. I hope. I hope. I made some bold predictions in the after show. I'll put it this way, and this is to put it mildly. If you are not a fan of the Patriots, which... Honestly, the stats say you you're shouldn't not. Be. You should not be. You shouldn't be. We were, we were born in New England. Born this way, Lady Gaga. Exactly, tying into music. That's I like right. and tying it into like Super Bowl halftime yep. type music. Um, we were born this way. We are both Patriots fans. Do not maybe consider not listening to the after show if you don't like the Patriots or their fans gloating. No, don't do that. And, and here's the other thing too. Uh, you're you're familiar with this Meek Mill situation, right? Where he's been sent to to prison for violating the terms of his probation. I don't think I even knew. And that. there's a big controversy around it because the judge who sentenced him, uh, it was like way too harsh of a of a punishment for um, you know breaking his probation or whatever. So there's yeah. been a whole big controversy around that. Colin Kaepernick has spoken out about it. A lot of people have been like, uh, what the fuck? This is like clearly kind of like a racist. Like this wouldn't happen to anybody else besides like Meek Mill. That's interesting. I didn't even hear about that. So, yeah. So the Eagles announced, so he's from Philadelphia. Um, they're running out as a team to a Meek Mill song when they introduce the teams. Oh. And I forget who it was that tweeted, like, if you root for the Patriots, you're literally a cop. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's pretty true. Did the Patriots become more and more hateable. Yeah. With yeah. Time. Did you see Just because the- they're juxtaposed with, like, yeah. this, you know. Well, like, dude, it, it was tough. Believe when they won the Super Bowl last year... Richard Spencer, alt-right Richard Spencer, came out and was like, congratulations to the New England Dude, Patriots, the whitest on. roster in the NFL. Like, what the fuck? It's like, are you, so are you congratulating all of them or just the white ones? Right. That guy's the worst. I, just then, the worst. And then, of course, there's the, the Trump association Ugh. with the team. It does make it, it tough. It does. But here's what I'll it say. Does. They're a team. They're a team I grew up with. I also root for the Celtics. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to change my ways just no. because of that. No. No, because in reality, it, none of it matters. So, right, it's sports. Yeah. It's sports, people. And yeah, it's not a big deal. Anyways, <clears throat> let's dive in with some music discussion on yeah, this let's. week's episode. We have a few uh, interesting hot thoughts for you listeners out there. Uh, so the first one I wanted to quickly ask you, Jake, uh, and ask the listeners. Did anyone listen to or care about Culture 2 by Migos? Did you listen? I did not at mention us at Listen in Pod on Twitter if you did. Tell us and, we're wrong. And tell us just your thoughts because yeah. I haven't heard any of it. No. I have no interest in listening. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't listen to Culture a ton. Listen once or twice. Yeah. I never loved it. I was no, never me like neither. I didn't it. either. I didn't um, either. It was a huge deal though. It's one of those cultural touchstones yeah. that everyone's like, oh, Migos. What I've heard with this album is it's, it's, very, it's like too long. It's way oh, really? too long. Yeah. Like the, it's apparently it's like an hour and a half or some shit. And it's supposed to just be worse. Yeah. So if, on the already not great culture. Yeah. That is just two big ways to make me not listen to it. I mean, if you're making an hour and a half. I'm, 
I when I saw that I was already not planning to listen. That just solidified it for me. But to answer your question, I'm sure people have listened. I'm sure some people have cared. Um, I do not, but I'm interested in the perspective of anyone out there yeah. who does. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let us know what you think. Once yeah, again, at Listen In Pod. Uh, so we crossed that off. Really, the only other album that I've been listening to, I know you've been listening a couple times too, Jake, is this album uh, by a band called Long Neck. Yep. Um, it's entitled Will This Do? It's a quick listen. It's only about half an hour. Uh, it's right in that alternative rock sort of emo-ish kind of... A little bit folky. Gray. Yeah, yeah. There's some acoustic tracks on there, that gray area. Yeah. Um, I've heard about this through the alternative where... They are just pumping out great recommendations left and right. They've really... I've started following them kind of in... uh, With a lot of fervor towards the end of last year. And that has continued. They've been growing a lot, making some great recommendations. Um, This is where I got that one. Big, big shout to the alternative. They're They're doing doing the Lord's work. Yes, they are. Doing Yeoman's work. That's that's right. Um, I have been enjoying this album. I need to listen more. I, I don't have... Very many fleshed out takes about it. I will say, um, it yeah, it's some nice melodic, like emotionally resonant. Um, I think kind of folky music, like yeah. a little bit folky towards like it reminds me of something sort of like akin to Big Thief or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know it what does. I mean? If I had it to does. draw a comparison, yeah, it does. Um, the track I really like on here and the one that I listened to first is called Milky Way. Um, Let me just say this: this is unrelated yeah. to the music of Milky Way. If I'm looking at a track list and I see that a song is called Milky Way, that is like the betters. That's the 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 money's choice for what's going to be my best song on the album. Seriously, yeah, because it's a yeah. cool title and it's a, like you can tell by titles sometimes. You can, you can, and that's that's the one that I would recommend to check out on here. Uh, so I've been enjoying that. It's been a nice little pleasant surprise. Didn't really have that on my radar at all. Um, and I've been giving it a good amount of listens. So yeah, enjoyable stuff. Now, Jake, this brings up kind of the point we've been making the last few weeks, or at least since the the year started. Um, kind of a slow start to the year in terms of new music or a lot of news. But to be honest, I'm kind of loving the slow start to the year. I've been realizing over the past couple of weeks, this is the most organic and free-flowing I have felt with music listening in a long time, where I've just been like, oh, I feel like listening to this, or I'm going to just spend like a week with this one album, and like that is all, and it's been really refreshing. Which again, as a caveat for any first-time listener, just to understand a little bit, you might be thinking, but Sean, you can do that all the time, you can listen to whatever music you want at any time. Keep in mind, listener, who's saying this. One, we appreciate it. Thank you. And two, you are not one of us and a crazy person who is right. at all times like documenting every album you listen to and trying to <laughs> figure out a take to say about it. <laughs> right. And like record that take into a Wh- microphone. Which we have just realized is not the most healthy thing. Yeah. I, so I, I'm right there with you, man. Like it's been. Um, I've only listened to like six records this year or something like that. It's not even that many. I, uh, my yeah. list is still through a month. I mean, that's still like a decent, you know, compared to what I would have been listening to like 10 years ago or whatever. But oh, it's, yeah. it's it's not as much as I don't think the previous years. And uh, it's because like there, I found a few I really like. Sydney Gish has been huge yeah, lately. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and I've been going back to just old older stuff, mm-hmm. listening to like just tracks here and there yeah. from Jeff Rosenstock, the new... Preoccupations song, Espionage, I want to give another shout. I think mm-hmm. we talked about this song a couple weeks ago or last week yeah. when it dropped. 
I liked it immediately, but I've had enough time to listen to it enough where I've actually started loving this song. Yeah. It's a jam, It's man. really good. It's really, really cool. There's some awesome melodic moments, and it's it, it's danceable in that sort of angular, right. new wave, mm-hmm. like, 80s way. Mm-hmm. There's a certain way you would dance to mm-hmm. the beat in this song, and I can picture it, and it sounds very 80s to me. Yes. I've been loving that. That's been a big <laughs> discovery for me during this, like, dearth of... I, and I'm okay with it, and I think it's teaching me a lesson as I go on throughout the rest of the year, is maybe dial it back a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, maybe last year I would have forced myself to listen to Culture 2. This year, I'm just like, fuck that. Yeah. I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah, that's how I felt. Why waste my time? That's how I felt about Reputation last year by Taylor Swift. I was like, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, fuck it, dude. I was like, I'm gonna like the singles, but I don't want to listen to the no, full length. No, yeah, no. Good point. But I agree. It's been it's been a freeing month. And 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 listeners, get at us. What's some albums you've been listening to? Because we could use them, frankly. Like, yeah, if there, we could. If there's some good ones, if you're like. Uh, guys, you should really check this out. Like, yeah. I'm big friend of the pod. Josh uh, gave a shout out to um, Tiny Moving Parts earlier this right, week. Right, right. I still have yet to check it out. No, yeah, I haven't listened to that. But I would like to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jake, how did this get? Bit? We're burying the lead here. The Grammys took place last week. They oh did. my God, Bruno Mars. He, uh, he he won big. He won big. He caused a stir. He caught the ire of Justin Vernon oh. and Robin Pecknold. I gotta be honest, man. I I give less than a I, shit about the I Grammys. I do not care at all. I don't care, and I, I, I not only do I not care in the way where I'm like, oh, I don't care because not the right musicians get awarded. It's like sure, but I've known that for so long that I've just internalized it. And I'm like, then why engage with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Why even me look too. at it? Me too. Because they're gonna fuck it up, and it's right. gonna be clearly an out of touch reaction to modern music. Yes. Why even engage with it? I, I think I, it, I don't bother with it. I, I think everybody knows that at this point. Honestly, the backlash bothers me more now <laughs> right. than the actual Grammys. <laughs> right. Right. Because it's like, dude, if you have such a like Justin Vernon. I like Justin Vernon a lot, and I agree with him. But it's like, dude, if you have such a low estimation of the Grammys. Why dignify them with a response? Exactly. Why What's even the use? bother? Yeah. And I, I saw a funny tweet. I forget who it was. It was asking which reporters are doing a more soulless job this week. The music writers who need to pretend to care about the Grammys or the NFL writers who need to pretend to care about the Pro Bowl because they both happened within like a day of each other or like, on the same day or whatever it was. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a great point. These are both like these fake things that people pretend to care about or that matter when in reality no one gives a shit. Well, it's like the, the a lot of the people who were responding in some way, the backlash kind of rubs me the wrong way because it's like they kind of want their cake and, eat it to, and to eat it too because they're like, I... Don't like the Grammys. Like I don't care about it. But it's like, well, then why do you have such a fervent reaction? Because you it, want dude? a Grammy. <laughs> you yeah. like why do you like if you think it's so meaningless? Who cares then? Right. I don't know, man. It's just like nothing about it has ever rung true to me. The Grammys. Nothing about it has ever interested me. No. And I'll be honest. Like I am not a person who hates award shows. I think they can be all right. Yeah. I kind of like, love the Oscars. I like the Oscars, even yeah. though there's problems with the oh, Oscars. Yeah. But you know. I don't know, man. I don't have a ton of Grammys takes except that. I don't either. And, and I really the only reason why I bring up the, the Grammys is because The National, one of our favorite bands, won for Best Alternative Album, which I, I, I can't even really get too excited about that, that one of my favorite bands won a Grammy because it's like, who gives a fuck? Well, like, And it's 
and this again, it's it's falling into the Grammy backlash thing, but it's like it's like three, maybe four albums too late. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if they were actually paying attention to the national when they like, it probably realistically would have gone to High Violet, For, Boxer, maybe Boxer. Yeah, yeah Boxer. Yeah. So yeah, too late. Fuck that. They should have given that to Sad Songs. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe a little too little too late for the Grammys, but uh, the National could not be there to receive it in person because they said in an interview they were at work on new music up at the uh, the same recording studio where they recorded Sleepwell Beasts. Up at so, the lodge. And based on some of the interviews that I had read when Sleepwell Beast came out, I guess they had a lot of music left over from those sessions. And they have quite a bit of backlog, so I'm sure they're working through some of that. Sounds like we're going to get a quick turnaround on a national album. Are we going to get the Amnesiac to Sleep Well Beast's Kid A? Yeah, except I feel like Sleep Well Beast is almost going to be more of the Amnesiac. Based on what they said, they, they're like more up-tempo, faster songs that they have. I think maybe more in line with like oh. A Sea of Love or, mm. or stuff like that, I think is kind of what they were alluding to before, where this album, Sleepwell Beast, was a little bit more subdued. I hope it's just an album proper and they don't spin it with any of that. Like, these are leftovers. No, thing. I hope not. Either. Yeah. And I don't think they that will. That always colors albums. Yeah, I don't think they will. For me and for everyone. I think the story might be, oh, we had these songs at the same time as Sleep yeah. Well Beast. It just, the Sleep Well Beast songs came together then and these came together after. I think that'll probably be it. This is not a positive or a negative question, so don't take it as a spin. I still love Sleep Well Beast. Yeah. When's the last time you listened to it all the oh, way through? Oh, it... it it's been a while. It's been a while for me too. Uh, I was just curious. November, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, been a, a, it's been a while. Too. That happens with the national, though. Like I go through, I go through phases. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it, it like the Beatles. I've been yeah. in another Beatles kick. Yeah. It happens to me like three times a year. Right. Speaking of new music, Sean, which doesn't relate to the Beatles, it relates to the national. Mm-hmm. Uh, big announcement from our girl Grimes. Yeah. New album out. She said she'd like to say spring, but more realistically fall. Yeah. Uh, I'm pumped, man. I love Art Angels. I still listen to a lot of those songs. Um, yeah. I like that album more than Visions. Um, I think there are some great, great songs on Visions, but I would much rather listen to I, Art I, Angels. I think Visions has individually maybe better it depends tracks. What, it depends what you're looking for. And I think Art Angels holds together as a full album more. Because I listen to the tracks from Art Angels more often now than I do to Oblivion okay. or Genesis. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this. Grimes always puts out great music. Uh, I was realizing today, so I have a few Grimes songs on my gym playlist. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to Art Angels in full in a long time. You should do it, man. I, yeah. Because I had a little resurgence with Art Angels, I want to say mid-last year. Just yeah, out of nowhere. that's right. Like, I heard... One of those songs, and I was like, oh, I, like, I didn't have anything I needed to listen to or whatever, and so I popped it on, and I had this nice little run where I was listening to Art Angels a lot. That album's really, really good. Yeah. There's so many earworm melodies on that record. Oh, yeah. And just, like, the production's great, the songwriting's awesome, and, and Claire Boucher is like, a cool character. Oh, yeah, she's, she's great. Just all the different voices she does. Yeah. I love the way she approaches lyrical content. Like, I was listening to it the other day, that song, I think it's Kill V. Mame, where she's like, I'm only a man, I do what I can. I remember mm. I listened to a a song exploder on that where she was like yeah I really like playing with gender in my lyrics and like taking the perspective of a man I was like that's really cool yeah that's an interesting thing to write yeah, about yeah that's that's awesome I'm very curious to see and like she's done this has been a nice little break I mean when did that album come 2015. out 2015 late 2015 yeah I think so um, so speaking of 2015 I I, I was kind of looking back at some of those albums um, yeah 
Currents is another one that I have not listened to by Tame Impala oh, dude. in a long time. I I really like Currents. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah an awesome album, dude. And like again, it's one of those ones where it kind of seeped in. Ah, no, that was 2015. I'm thinking of when we went on vacation with all our friends to North Carolina. Right. I remember going on a couple runs to Currents. Oh, okay. At the time. Yeah, yeah. There, that's another one where if you pop that on, like, you'd be surprised. You're like, oh yeah, I love this song. Yeah, love I think that's song. the thing where it's like I don't, I don't really ever think to listen to it. Yeah. But if I were to hear it, I'd be like, oh, this is still great. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Cool. So that was all we had for Hot Thoughts. Um, I wanted to go into another quick conversation here, Jake. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, this is a, a think piece slash a diagnose Sean. Um, so, and we've done for for listeners out there, we've we've diagnosed me with the diagnose Jake segment twice. Yes. Basically, that segment, the angle of it is one of us comes to the other in 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 need of consult. <laughs> And says, yep. look, this is something that is happening to me. What is wrong with me? Yep, yep. So this was spawned by me. Or, well, this actually has been kind of happening all week, uh, and I finished doing it today. But I've spent hours this week compiling a folder of playlists in Spotify that have 250 important albums in my life that I have organized in chronological order for when I discovered each album. So this goes all the way back to like 2004 or something. I have like American Idiot by Green Day on there. And I've basically gone from then, from like seventh grade, all the way through each year of my life and basically picked all of the albums that soundtracked each of those years and I put them in order and I have a big collage of 250 albums where I can just scroll through and be like, yep, I remember exactly where I was when I got into that, when I got into that, what was happening with my life when I heard this and that, so on and so forth, all the way up to the year that we just had. Is that insane? Let me ask you a few clarifying questions. Yeah. How long did this project take you? Well, it took me... You're on the couch right now. It, I, have, I have my notepad. Okay. Out. I'm taking notes. It took me about an hour... The other day, maybe hour and a half, to actually get all of the albums that I deemed important and put into playlists. It took me another two hours today to then organize all of those albums into the correct chronological order that I got into them in. So we're talking like a three, four hour project. Yes. Um, and I felt amazing when I was done. I was like, something about this just feels really good. Um let me ask you one more question. What, like, give me an example of a tough cut. Were there albums where you looked at them and said, yeah, oh, not quite? That's a great question. So, originally, I wanted this to be a tighter list. I wanted it to be like 100. Then it ballooned to 200. And then I was like, ooh, I could probably just easily get this to 250. So, I did it that way. So, I ended up making cuts originally and then going back and adding some of them in that I had cut. Okay. Let me give you an example of something that maybe could have made it, but didn't. Like, here's one. Like, Sung Tongs by Animal Collective. Yep. That's one. It's not one of my favorite Animal Collective albums. I like Feel, Strawberry Jam, Merryweather Post better. And I was like, okay, I got into Sung Tongs around the same time as Feel's. I have more of just, like, a, a connection to Feel's. I'm just going to go with that one. <laughs> so, like, that one got the cut. Um, something like uh, these two Antlers albums like Burst Apart and Hospice 
I like both of those. Don't listen to them or have never listened to them enough to have them make a real impact and be like, oh, yeah, I remember exactly kind of where I was at when I got into those. So there were some that were kind of like Reflector by Arcade Fire did not make it, even though that one is kind of burned into my memory of when I listened to it. But I was like, I don't think I like this enough to put it it in, you know? So there were ones like that where it was kind of just a gut feel uh, that I either did or didn't put in. So your first question to address that, are you insane? Yes, but so am I. That's the reason we like do this shit at all. Right. I think we're both a little crazy. I think to some extent everyone's a little crazy. We might have a little bit more crazy in us. Um, if I'm to diagnose, mm-hmm. I would say like maybe you have some strain of OCD yeah. that ro- runs through your brain. But it's I don't know if it is like... Because I think I have OCD, but I have like the checking kind. Right. Where I'll like check that something... Like that the oven is turned off right. several times. Or like in college, I would make sure that... A term paper was in my backpack, like literally open and close my backpack ten times. Yeah, I think you have the organizational Mine's more kind. Of organizational, and I like that everyone will just say like, "Oh yeah, I have OCD," because there's so many symptoms of OCD. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I think you get so okay. To return to the original diagnosis, Jake, what we determined on that was that. So what I said on that was I never watched the X-Files, but whenever I heard the X-Files, I got an intense emotional reaction when I heard the theme music. This is very similar. And what I was going to say is your brain synapses are connected wrong. You get, and I get it too, but to a probably 60% level, this, this... Sarah, this like dopamine rush mm-hmm. from organizing, yeah, especially things you like, yes. Like I bet this, you get a similar feeling if you were to organize your DVD collection, yes. But this is just that with something you care more about yes. on a larger scale, yes, and in a medium where you can do it unlimitedly and in a much more emotionally satisfying way. Because the whole reason I organized them in this way was to basically remind me of strong emotional ties that I had to each of these records. Right. And not organize them in an alphabetical way or a ranking of how much I like them because that's very arbitrary. The thing that isn't arbitrary, Jake, is the time when I got into them. That's very finite, and that connects me to that point in my life. So that's why I decided to do it this way. It's um, also it's also seeking connection Yeah, at a point in our life where that's harder and harder. Yes. Because we're getting a little older, yes. mid-20s now. Firmly in our mid twenties, yes, and finding new experiences is decreasingly possible, and if new feelings that are novel are again, it's it's less and less. But listening again, or or re sort of thinking about the nostalgia you feel when you look at an album you got into when you were eighteen. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, there's a boost right there of yep. like some feelings that like oh I don't really feel that anymore about anything right like so that's that's I remember right. when I got into the Wild Hunt by Tallest Man on Earth I remember when I got into Halcyon Digest by Deer Hunter like I can remember the specific feeling yep. that that conjured in me yep and and my hope is in five more years I'll look back on the albums that I just added for last year and I'll say oh I remember what it felt like then yeah because I think you know I'm just kind of I think we all. In the moment, I don't think you necessarily realize that you, you're actually feeling all this stuff. You might not know it. You, maybe you just do it in hindsight. Yeah. So I think that's part of it, too. Um, so it, it brought this up to me, because some albums that I, were, I was putting in order were much more clear 
and obvious what time of my life I was listening to them in. Yep. Can you think of any albums off the top of your head where yep. you're just like 100% yep that I, I can picture myself listening to it exactly where I was? Yep, I can. Uh, some examples for me. Um, first time I heard Rubber Soul by the Beatles, I was 14. It was summer after freshman year. I was with my dad in his pickup truck. I remember when I was... Li- I, I have a distinct memory of listening to... Um, Amnesiac by Radiohead walking on a rainy day freshman year of college Ooh. to the library to study. I have some memories that are so specific. Yeah. They're like tied and I feel like when I think of it I can feel the same emotions. Yes. Yep. Also tied into that year My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy yep. I remember buying that and listening to it in my freshman year of college and like the way I was feeling at that time. That's an odd time in your life when you're away from home for the first time Yep. And and I remember that album. Another big one for me, is the Wild Hunt. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, where they have a very strong. And, and to be honest with you, there's so many albums that I could list where if I really thought about it, I'd be like, "Yep, I remember exactly where I yep. was." And I and I have not only, I can sort of chemically feel that feeling again in my brain, which is addicting and dangerous mm-hmm. and dangerous. Mm-hmm. I can I can also, as you said, picture myself like where I was. Like another one that just came to mind was trimming the hedges and mowing the lawn outside my house when I was a teenager listening to um, Electric Ladyland by Hendrix. Yeah. Listening to yeah. 1983, If a Mermaid, I Turned to Be. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of this entire list, and I'm just scrolling through, I have a story about every single one of these albums on here that I could tell about a memory. And that that's my favorite thing about exactly. this. Like, pick any single one. Like, I'm looking at TV on the radio, Dear Science. I think of the day we went to the mall together. We were in my car. You bought it. Uh, I'm thinking of R.E.M. Murmur right here. I was at one of my little sister's basketball games listening to it on my old iPod. And, like, the list could just go on and on. Pick literally anyone. I have a story about where I was when I first heard it, how I got it, who gave it to me, why I got into it. Um, or very strong memories just associated with listening to it in general. And that's a cool thing about albums because, and it's distinct from other art forms because it's like, yeah, where were you the first time you saw a TV show in front of your TV? Right. Where were you doing, what were you doing when you first saw that movie? You were at the movies or you were like watching Netflix with music. It's so portable and it's taken so many different mediums even in our life that it's like, oh yeah, I remember Rubber Soul because my dad gave me his burned copy of it on CD that I listened right. to on a CD player. Right. Same with American Idiot. And I you remember know, like, Buffalo Springfield's uh, greatest hits because I had a cassette of that album. Yeah. And I listened to the cassette on a yeah. Walkman. That's crazy. Even even then, that was old. Right. But it still was right. how I did it. And it's, it is really interesting that like it's kind of like a much happier, much smaller, more contained version of... Remembering where you were when some tragedy happened. Yeah. It's, yes. But it's the opposite feeling. Yes. 100%. It's the way your brain associates time and place and your position in the world and your feelings and your situation with an event or a happening that has changed you. One final point on this from me. I get more feeling from looking through this collection of albums in chronological order about my life than I do if I like look back at photos. Yeah, that's interesting. Which is crazy. Well, certain ones, but like it that's depends. that's how powerful you know this exercise kind of was for me. Well, it depends on the photo, and it's funny too because like I was gonna say like photos sometimes those are bad pictures. Yeah. And you don't like the memory, but that can be true of albums too. And sometimes you have to shake it. Like for true. example, um, I've used this example before, maybe even on the podcast. But a distinct memory for me 
with Sergeant Pepper is that I got into it as double sessions for football practice were starting. So I just remember feeling dead tired and dreading the next day of practice while I listened to that. And as a result, it's colored that album a little bit for me, as oh, much as I don't like to admit it. And there's definitely albums on this list that have a lot of pain associated with yeah, them. Yeah, negative and, emotions. And, and some of them are difficult to go back to for that reason, but I also like to include them there because being reminded of that also sort of feels good, weirdly. So yeah. I, I think it's still important to... Uh, to look at the negative ones. Yeah, some of the more emotionally, the the ones that ripped your heart out too. Those like those yeah. albums, or where, yeah. like where you're really feeling a certain way about a situation in mm-hmm. your life, no matter like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Double sessions is not quite that. <laughs> it did suck. Emotional trauma. But that's yeah. that's the thing about that with like with that one. It's like I wasn't going through any trauma. I just like really didn't want to fucking go. Right. <laughs> right. right. And I hated football. <laughs> uh, I have a quick trust. Tree slash huh for you. Oh, let's hear it, Jake. Let's hear it. Uh, so, I think I'm kind of out on concerts this year. Yeah, for the most part. Um, I think we've sort of talked about this before in the context of festivals, especially. I'm just talking like concerts in general. I've gone to so many now. The novelty is almost completely worn off, and all that's left is the annoying parts of it. And the parts that I don't really like. And it's getting to the point where the good part doesn't necessarily outweigh the annoying parts. It costs a lot of money. Um, I think, like what we had talked about last week, I want to use my money to maybe just buy albums and support artists that way. Maybe more so than buying tickets because I can do more of that. I can spread things out more. Like for a single cost of a ticket, I could buy like seven albums. Right. So this has been so I'm glad you said this because I've I feel this way too. Um I'm thinking about for Boston Calling this year maybe going to the Friday mm-hmm. cuz it like I think the National are playing yeah. Paramore. There's a few others yeah. that would be interesting to see. I will not go to all 3 days. No. And for shows in general I'm going to be much more picky because as a broader trust tree I don't love live music as much as I know I should. And that's a through line of this podcast. Mm. You can check the tape. You can go back to the beginning. I think we're both people who enjoy recorded music more than going to a venue to see a live band. There are some people who I get the sense really get off on the energy and the experience of seeing live music. It's not quite the same for me. I, I think for both of us, it's overstimulating. Yeah. There's too much. It's not quite the same for me. Like something about not being able to just focus on the music. Yep. Really bothers me. And there's I I also I appreciate the art form and creative expression of albums and recorded songs in a different way than I appreciate live music. It's a different thing. And, and it sounds sacrilegious to admit this, and that's why I'm putting it under the shade of the trust tree. Yeah, we're, we're, we have immunity right now. We do. We can say whatever we want. You can't judge us for this. And it seems weird that these people who go to a lot of shows, who have a music podcast, actually don't really like going to live shows that much. Once in a while. Well, yeah. And, that, that, and that, I'm not saying I'm never going to go. I'm just saying I'm really going to dial back and be a lot more choosy about which ones I go to. Like, the only one I have on my radar right now is I ended up buying tickets to uh, the Frightened Rabbit um, Midnight Organ Fight 10-year anniversary show at the Sinclair where they're just playing the album front to back. That's pretty cool. Which is awesome. 
Um, and I figured that's worth it to go and see because they. Is... Oh, I always enjoy watching them live. They put on a great live show, and I love that album. That's a young band to be doing like a retrospective anniversary, though. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to go. I don't even know if I'll go to a single day at Boston Calling because I've seen so many of those bands before. I've seen them too, and I think it's just going to depend. I think some of our friends might be going. Yeah. And if people do, I'll go to that day. Yeah, I don't really yeah. want to go to the other days. Yeah. Um, it's a long weekend, so the True. Friday might be fun. Yep. I'm going to give it some thought. But no, man, I'm, I'm with you, and I've felt this way for a long time. I, yeah. I've never been totally 100% all in on shows. I enjoy them from time to time. You can have a great experience at one, but there's always a little voice in the back of my head that's like, I just want to go home. I'd rather be sitting at home. Like yeah. I, I just want to go. It's like the Jerry Seinfeld bit where he's like, people are talking about going out. And he's like, <laughs> he, he, we got to go out. We got to go out. We got to go out. And you get out. And what do you say? Well, we better get back. That's the, that's like, that's how I feel when I go out or if I go to a show. I was yeah. like, oh, I like, yeah. better be getting back. No, that's that's how I feel too. I can't wait to be home. Yeah. So that, that was my trust tree. I think we're kind of on the same page with that. Um, quick recommendations of the week, Jake. I, yeah. I'm, I'm flipping this on its head. Yeah. Rather than me recommending something, I'm reaching out to you. Okay, I like this. I'm going to give you a list of albums that I've been thinking of listening to and wanting to listen to for quite some time now. Right. And you're going to tell me which one I should listen to because I, I've made this list. Do I, have I listened to these albums? Maybe some, or you've definitely heard of them enough okay. to be like, okay, yeah, listen to this. So I, I've made this list of albums to listen to. They're mostly all like these classic albums, well-reviewed albums that I've just never yep. gotten around to listening to. Okay. So I wanted your opinion. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so on this list, I have Leonard Cohen, Songs from a Room. I have The Stooges, Self-Titled. I have Blue by Joni Mitchell. I have Wild is the Wind by Nina Simone. Um, I have The Velvet Underground, self-titled. I have Closer by Joy Division. Um, Stevie Wonder, Inner Visions. Uh, Flaming Lips, Soft Bulletin. Uh, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Uh, and then one more, Rain Dogs by Tom Waits. Okay, um, this is an album I have not listened to, but my recommendation on that list... Uh, is Blue by Joni Mitchell. Okay. Because I really want to listen to that album. Only 36 minutes. And there are some awesome songs on there. I already know a few, I think. Uh, one of them is River, which I have on my Christmas playlist because it, 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 it's not really a Christmas song in the traditional sense. She references Christmas in it. Gotcha. It's beautiful. And Joni Mitchell is an overlooked like musical genius. She's yeah. someone who played in an era where women just didn't get the same respect. Right. Like if Joni Mitchell were out today doing the shit she did then or doing stuff that is as revolutionary for this time as what she was doing in the 60s, she would be considered like one of the best. I think she right. was, but I think it was different then. Right. Um that's my recommendation out of that list. That one, I'm going to listen to that. That's a good one. I'm going to listen it's to it It's high time I listen to Blue. Because I really wanted to, and I, I think I still need a Joni Mitchell phase. Yeah. Because Joni Mitchell yeah. has, she's got some music, man. Like She's mm. incredible. Yeah. All right, I'm going to listen to that one. Case closed. All right. Um, I went a different track this week <laughs> uh, with, with recommendations of the week. I, um, I went just the way we usually do it. I have a recommendation. Big, big, huge shout to big friend of the pod, Kevin, on this. My my only friend, or one of my few friends who I can really relate to this band on, 
It's system of a down, Sean. Yeah. They, first of all, I, fuck the haters. System <laughs> of a down, dude, is, they are incredible, man. They are. And I know you probably don't want to hear it and are not interested. I, I've just never gotten into them. They, yeah. Dude, they're awesome. They're really, really cool. Their songs are like super catchy. And I was saying this to Kevin the other day. They're like cheating at metal. Because metal yeah. is something that I'm always a little scared of, <laughs> right. to be perfectly honest, a little right. scared of, and not totally into. And they're so melodic and weird mm. and like funny that they like. I listen to all their albums. I know every oh, yeah. single song by them. Yeah, there's not that many bands I can really say that about. True, where I like I know their whole discography inside and out. True, and can speak to like all the songs. Um, and they're a band where like I, I feel like it's not very cool at this point to like them. But you know what I realized today on Spotify, they are super popular, dude. They've um, of their top ten songs, all of them are at least in the tens of millions. Oh, no wow. lower than the twenty millions. Wow. Their highest three highest songs on there are in the hundreds of millions That's of crazy. plays. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Chop Suey, BYOB, and Toxicity are all well into the one hundred millions of plays. A lot of System of a Down fans on Spotify. There are a lot. And you know what helps, and I think this is something you'd appreciate. Because you would appreciate it in another band, is that they just have this discrete discography. They yeah. have like no EPs. Yeah. They just have five Simple. albums. Yeah. And it's like you just go through them. And I, I think what it was, they got to me at the right point in my life. I was fifteen. I got into them. Yeah. And it never went away. Like you, you probably wouldn't be able to get into them now the same way. Might be tough. Yeah. Might be tough. Although I gotta say, man, like I. I am me now, and I know the right. music, but I still really appreciate it. And I appreciate right. it in new ways, where I listen to it, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, they're doing really cool things with vocal harmonies there. I never noticed that. Okay. And they, you know, so I'll suffice it to say, um, let's give give a song by System of a Down a listen this week, listeners, even if you don't think you'll like it. I bet yeah. you would like a couple of their songs. Yeah. I'm just going to go on record and cool. say it. Cool. Good. Uh, and then to wrap up this week, we have a release radar. Yeah. Another relatively slow week. Jake, we've talked about this album we uh, a little bit uh, leading up to its release. Justin Timberlake, uh, Man of the Woods. All signs point to this being not good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll listen. I will probably listen once. Um, I can't say I'm exceptionally interested in this record, even though I did like 2020. Um, yeah, not, I didn't like Filthy. Really at all. I haven't even heard it. When I listened to it, the first single, um, it's getting... So here's the thing. It's getting panned, but it's also getting panned in that way that albums on Pitchfork get narrative panned. Where they're like, this yeah, is this is our yeah. narrative for this album, and we're going to just stick to it. And they yep. do that every time. Like, they picked a narrative for this. I already know what it is. They're going to give it like a fucking 4.5 out of 10, <clears throat> right. and they're going to completely destroy it. Right. And they've already like made that clear. If you're following the breadcrumbs, oh yeah, that's coming. We know, oh, yeah. we know that's coming. Yeah. Um. So, I, I'm actually probably going to listen to it and probably like it more than they say you probably. should. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. Okay. The other release radar, we got new album by Rye. Rye. Yeah. This one's called Blood. It's the follow up to their 2013 album Woman. Um, What's up with Rye and their co- album covers and singles just covers being just like, being like art, tastefully nude women? I don't know. It's just this black and white <laughs> photography. Yeah, it's of very... women, like, bending over. very artsy. And, like, doing, like, Pilates, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, or definitely doing something spiritually enriching. Here, here is my take on, on Rye. I 
think I thought I liked Rye more than I actually do. So I really, really like those two songs, Open and The Fall, that were on Woman. And then the rest of that album, I think, was sort of diminishing returns. And I didn't love, like, the single that I heard. I'm going to listen to this for sure, but I I can't say, like, I'm overly excited about it. I never got into that album when it came out, but recently, who was it? Oh, big friend of the pod, Spencer. He was listening to this at one point. I was like, what's that? And he said it was Rye. I was like, oh, I kind of remember when that album came out. I gave it a listen kind of recently. Yeah. I can say I liked it. I didn't all the I way did, through. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I was. Um, but again, I put it on pretty passively, right? Because right. I like those. Well, like, and it lends itself to that. Yeah, it, it, it's like seventies soft R and B kind of falsetto melodies. Yeah. It's just pleasant, right? It's good for work. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll definitely give this a listen. Yeah. I want to quickly spin release radar on the Justin Timberlake axis okay. towards quick Super Bowl halftime talk. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts? Are you do you first of all, do you like Super Bowl halftime show? And second, what do you expect from this show? I like it in the way that it is a monoculture moment. Yes. And that we can all kind of talk about this one thing. I don't care about it from a musical performance perspective. Um I don't expect anything that crazy. They the thing is, they do their best every year to have this wow moment, but it's also manufactured and fake. You're like we're never gonna get a Janet Jackson, you boob. know, boob again. No, because you need something spontaneous, right? And that never happens. And I think I, I, they leave me feeling kind of empty inside. Me too. Yeah, but I like them as a cultural touchstone. People still reference Left Shark. Yeah, they do. They do. So I like I, it for that reason. Here's a big trust tree for you, Sean. Yeah. I still don't like fully understand Left Shark. So the dude on the left. I know he's not dancing right, but I've watched right. it and I don't like It's not that bad. It's not like, oh, he's fucking up so badly. It's just like, oh, it's like he's off a little bit. And I've seen Left Shark and then to me it just looks like he's like having a good time. Right. <laughs> I, I right. gotta be honest, I I know that that took the internet by storm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never fully understood Left I Shark. I don't totally blame you. I don't totally get it. I look forward to the halftime show in the way that it's a reprieve from the game. Um, yeah. Where I'm nervous because my team is in it. Because <laughs> that's just by default. It's just reality. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's the same thing for me. Here's an, another interesting point. This is more about life in general and just people. Mm-hmm. I was talking with coworkers uh, today about um, the Super Bowl. And most of the people on my team at work don't care about sports. A couple do. Okay. And so the two of us who, at the, who were sitting at lunch who did care were talking about it. And I was I looked to one of my coworkers and I was like, what are you going to do during the game? Are you going like, to pop it on out of interest? And she was like, no, my husband and I are going to dinner. I was like... That's brilliant. That's actually You're awesome. going to have the, like a great night out. Yeah. Like everywhere's going to be dead. You can have an can amazing to... night on the town. Yeah. Just it's, everything's going to be dead. Just That's don't go to awesome. a sports bar. Yeah. You can just go to a restaurant. Go to like a nice restaurant that doesn't have TVs. The place is yours. Yeah. Ooh. And like that's, here, that's awesome. And here's the thing: is like I don't like admitting it, but when I talk about sports in front of coworkers who don't like it, I always feel like they think. Like I'm a little, mean, I'm a little dumber than they. Just like meathead idiot. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. So I try to be like, I'm trying to be like, yeah, I know, like there's problems with football, and right. like it gets, you can't be your whole life, right? But what I'm, I'm not going to lie to them, like, yeah, I, I get into the game, I get like nervous. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't like the people who, 
attack people for liking sports or look down on them for liking sports. Oh, sports ball. It's this cultural unifier. Like, fuck you. Yeah, no, and and, and, to, and to be fair, my coworkers, none of them were aggressive Good, in any right. way. Right. There all are cool people who will do that, yeah, like, though. Oh, you, guys, you like watching sports ball? It's like... What was the score? A touchdown to a home run? Like, that's I don't get sports. It's like, you get sports more than that. <laughs> right. You fucking know you do. Right. You never played... Like, like so, just don't be a dick. Like, yeah. I... No one's making fun of, like, your shit, you know? Right. Like, it, it annoys me. That does annoy me. Me too. That's a nice aggressive note to end on. <laughs> yes, it is. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, we'll see you back here next week. Thanks, everyone. On the mic. We're going. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I was going to bring that up as well. How are, how are you feeling? Are you excited? I, I was going to ask you, do you have you any, nervous at all? any sort of nervousness or anxiety around this Super Bowl? So I got to say, and this this is, listeners, maybe a post-show to skip because it, <laughs> it is where we could get insufferable. But I, I, here's what I, this is what I say to people. It's like, look. I know listening to Patriots fans is annoying. I get that. Mm -hmm. I will just talk from experience. I don't mean these as conceited things. I just mean them as true things, okay? I am... Like, I, I'm so numb to the bullshit that leads up to it. Like, Media Day, I didn't check out any of Oh, I don't give a fuck. I didn't look at Media Day. Nope. And most years, I would have been... I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. I'd check out the Media Day coverage. Used to Media Day. Yep. I won't start feeling jitters until... Afternoon of the game, I won't start Correct. feeling anything. That's when I'll start being like, "Oh yeah, shit!" Like it's the Super Bowl and my team is in it. Yeah, and time to like get a little ramped up. Yes, before the Pats have won their most two most recent Super Bowls, I got a lot more nervous. Me too. Like the game, it's actually funny to think back. Like when they beat the Seahawks, before that game, I went to the gym. And had just all this pent up energy, mm -hmm. and I was flying on this arc for me flying, which right. for everyone they were probably like, oh, who's that guy like trotting? <laughs> but I was for me flying on this this fucking right. arc trainer, right? Like way harder than I would ever go. And watching like pregame practice, I remember mm -hmm. Edelman taking out routes like in practice, and I was so fucking anxious and nervous. And I used yeah. to get, I used to get. Saturday night, a little bit of nerves before the Super Bowl. I'd be like, oh, tomorrow's the day. Right. It was kind of like the Christmas feeling, but with the caveat that you knew there was a possibility you would definitely get coal. <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't get any presents. You'd either get the best present in the world yep. or <clears throat> like shit in a socket. <laughs> right, which we did in 2007. Now, yeah, with me, I have no anxiety about this Super Bowl. I have no worries about it yet. It's the same with me. It'll take until basically a couple hours before game time, probably. Before yeah. I'm like, ooh, Super Bowl. It's our eighth one, man. And yeah. it's our third in the past four years. For the second time that that's For happened. the second time. Not and to mention the other two where we've just... I'm just used to the Super Bowl. With, Brady has been in the Super Bowl... It, what it boils down to, basically, if you remove the year he was injured, every other year. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's every, silly. Of, of all the years Brady has played, he's been in the Super Bowl every other one. That's crazy. Because he's been to eight, and he's been playing since all one, so that's 16 seasons. Yeah. He was out one, or 17 seasons, Seven, whatever yeah. it is. He was out for one of them, so that's 16, and he's been to eight. So it's every other year. It's crazy. 
I, I don't even know what else to say. All I can say is uh, I think we're going to win. Like, uh, the experience is there. I like that Simmons brought this up. He's brought this up a couple times about how the experience of playing in the Super Bowl is such an advantage for Brady. He's like, oh, I've been to seven of these. I know the schedule, and I know you know how the halftime's elongated, yeah, and I need to like mentally prepare for all of that. I think that's such a huge advantage. I think that's why we were able to beat the Seahawks. I mean, the the Falcons, both, and and the and the Seahawks. At yeah. a certain point, and like and winning those are huge, man, because like he's gonna have confidence back. Like he mm-hmm. had to learn because he like he was good in those first three Super Bowls, right. especially the last two. Um, or the second, the second one and the third one, he was good. But the middle ones, he was like hitting his prime, mm-hmm. and the defense couldn't carry him anymore. Yep. And like losing, I think was a big deal for Brady yep. because he had to learn like, okay, like this actually can happen. Right. And w- like, right. I'm sure that was big. It's actually oh, yeah. weird to think that he ever has lost Super Bowls. If still to me, we. That's what I said about insufferable. This is going to be hard to listen to. If we win in 07, do we win? How many more do we win after that if we win in 07? I'm going to be honest with you. I think it might be fewer. I think so, too. Because that's like... His career would just be different. Yeah. Brady's career and the the trajectory of how the Patriots... He definitely doesn't tear his ACL the next year. He just doesn't. Because, I mean... Probably not. He just wouldn't. There'd be something different about it. Like yeah. the game would have a butterfly theory. Yeah, there would have been like the game kicked off ten minutes later because the banner ceremony, and right. for some reason that means that, or like there were just different plays. Right. Maybe they learned things from that Super Bowl where if they squeaked by with a win, they'd be like, ah, oh, playbook can stay the same. Yeah. Yep. And they just ran different plays, and Brady never gets hit. Yep. Um, either way, yeah. No, I think I think that might have been the last, or they would have won like one more. I I kind of weirdly agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And this second resurgence, like, dude, say they win that Super Bowl, and maybe they win, they go two out of three or something with Moss. They probably are not in a position to draft, like, Gronk. No. And Hernandez at the time when he was not, like, like, a murderer. And, like, and dead. And, and yeah, McCourty and all those. They wouldn't have been able to reload like they did. The the guy I feel the worst for is Moss. I do, too. Because that's a guy who I really like. He seems like a, a good guy. Funny dude, mm. great, great receiver, and it just seems like an unfair twist of fate that he never wins a Super Bowl despite how spectacular he was as a Patriot and as a Viking. That team went fifteen and one. What happened with with the Raiders with him? He just wasn't very good. They didn't have they didn't have a quarterback. They was fucking he not good, Collins. or was it like did they? It was the like TV? the team and the quarterback wasn't good, and I also think he was probably like, oh shit, I'm in Oakland. I'm not going to try as hard because I know like it's pointless. He probably checked out a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure he did. So, Patriots have won their Super Bowls by 3-3-3, three, 4-6. Three, three, yep. Do you think the upward trajectory continues? I really hope so. I don't... I, I The one thing we haven't seen is a Patriots blowout in the Super Bowl. That's one more thing to do. And it's like you can't say we haven't seen a loss because we've seen two. Yeah. I, Both I would, heartbreaking. I would love a blowout. I think we're going to win either way, but I would love it to be comfortable in the fourth quarter for once. I would too, dude, because we could really start like partying. Yeah. And, oh, dude, imagine if what happened to the Falcons happened to us. Oh, Jesus. That had to be devastating, I know. dude. Honestly, like the, the other side of the coin of that Super Bowl is hard for me. I, it's hard oh, for me to look. What's worse, 07 or that? 07. Yeah. Because 19 and 0 is something that, yeah. like, 
And 15-year-old Jake yeah, could right. just couldn't that's, handle it, That's man. maybe the hardest age to take that at. You're oh. old enough to, like, really understand the stakes, but you're young enough to still have that, like, mean everything. Well, it's like, dude, in high school, I wasn't out fucking boozing with my friends no. or getting high after school. No. Or, like, fucking around doing actual fun shit. No. I just, like, went to school, went to football practice, and, like, did what I was supposed to do. I would like right. hang out with friends on weekends with the friends I had, right. which were not many. <laughs> I didn't really have many either. Yeah. I didn't have many friends. Yeah. So I didn't like, do much. Yeah, I didn't really either. I'd be like home, right? And I, I was devastated, like beyond what is emotionally acceptable, <laughs> right? Right. For a football game, right? Way beyond. It taught us some hard lessons. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. We probably had the same exact conversation we last year. We have. And I think, honestly, you brought it up this time, but a lot of times it's because of me. Because I am a glutton for this stuff. I do like the suffering. I don't know what it well, is. Yeah. Because um, you can't enjoy the the highs without the, the suffering. Yeah, right. It's right. true. Uh, final point on it. I, and then I have one more. One of the reasons why I don't think we can lose this game is because it's too perfect of a bookend mathematically and thematically for us to win three out of four again Yep. after already winning three out of four and then have it be against the Eagles to cap it off again. It just It's too perfect. It is all pretty symmetrical. Um, my point or question was going to be, um, and I think I know your answer, I think it's the same as mine, which Super Bowl do you have fonder memories of or like more, 49 against the Seahawks or 51 against the Falcons? 49 against the Seahawks. Me too. Yeah. Because, and again, it comes down to what kind of game you like better, like a big comeback or like a crazy ending. Yep. I think the Seahawks Super Bowl had the best ending of all time in any Super Bowl. I agree. It's and better than the overtime win because the overtime win... At that point, it was like they're, we got to watch them come all the way back, get the ball in overtime, and march down the field. By the time they were in the red zone, it was like they they're gonna win this game, and the, like we all knew. Yes, it. the biggest play of that game was actually that last two point conversion. Yeah, it's like if you don't get this, like game all over. that was for nothing. Game over. How was it, Amendola? Yes, Danny. Yeah, <laughs> Danny. It's Danny. Uh, so also, I, I think it's just it's too it's too perfect to bookend. For us to not win. It is. It is, yeah. You're right. And, and that Seahawks one was a better game. It was full, a, it was a much game. better game. And yeah. it actually had a little bit of a comeback in it. Because the Pats yes. went down 10. Yes. Um, last thing. Favorite Patriots Super Bowl win? Uh, I think I have to say that Seahawks one. It's mine too. I think, it, I think it has to be. It's mine too for a few reasons. The ones when I was a kid were great. Yeah. But I was less invested. And I was young enough where I was like, oh, I can take this for granted. Right. And like the things I like in life will never lose any like of their of their color. I'll never right. lose any amount of loving things. <laughs> then you get a little older, and, you, and you're like, shit. Like they might not ever win again. Right. And like I need something here yeah. to like make me excited. Yeah. Here's how I'd rank them. I would go Seahawks Super Bowl. Yep. Falcons. Yep. Panthers. Yep. Unpopular pick. But it I agree is, with but you. like that was an awesome game. That was always my favorite of the three. Me too. Rams. Yep. Se- uh, second Eagles win, and then first Eagles win. Wow. Yep. Wow. A bold, <laughs> on tape, recorded. <laughs> Nothing that fucking matters. No, it doesn't matter at all. Like, we could be wrong it and so on. We could have said the opposite and yeah. we'd be right. Yeah. Um, but, but, bottom line, the McNabb Owens in Jacksonville against the Gross. Patriots Super Bowl. 
is the worst one. Gross. Without a shadow of a doubt. The dirty secret about that Super Bowl is that I don't even really like it that much. I don't either. Like, I, I, I would. I, we, I think we've joked many times in the past about the things we would trade that Super Bowl for. I'd trade it. Well, it's not a fair trade, but I'd trade it for the undefeated season. Oh, obviously. No obviously. Yeah, but we're not in a position to win the fourth of that one if no. they don't do that. It's like Mr. Burns, man. I'd trade it all for a little more. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, Mr. Burns, you have everything. <laughs> I trade it all for a little more. There. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it's become to be a Patriots fan. I know. It's like yeah, I'll I'll, par- I'll parlay. We'll put it all on the line with the legacy on the line yeah. again. I'll trade all five for another five. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll probably get it. It probably will. Uh, so listeners, don't unfollow us because of this. Yeah, sorry. You probably should have stopped the tape a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was an unofficial. It's our one time a year. Because we know... Even that, oh my god. It's our one time a year. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's true. It is once a year. Jesus Christ. See you again next year. (laughs) We'll see you in fucking February. We'll be saying the same shit about like how we have dissociative problems and like the Patriots doesn't make sense. It is a sign that we're in the Matrix. Yeah. But here we are again. It's February and like Belichick wore a crazy hat. Right. And Gronk was like... Injured again for <laughs> and Brady looks younger somehow. Right, like against laws of science. <laughs> right, yeah. Wow. Well, right. good luck to us on Sunday. If there's any Eagles fans out there, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, best of luck to you. Watch them just—they'll soar. Eagles soar. I can see the headline now. Eagles <laughs> soar over Pats. <laughs> you can see the headline because it's just a bird one, <laughs> right? Yeah. Eagles soar. Yeah. What if they blow him out and there's no comeback this time? They lose, I just can't see. I can't see Nick Foles we doing lose, that. We lose fucking like thirty-eight to nine. You know what's weird, Jake? The last like four Super Bowls we've been in. So the two that we've won and the two that we lost. The ones that are like clearest in my mind. Every single one of those has started off in a way where I was like, "Shit, this isn't good." Yeah. Every single one. And I'm like, this is not going at all how I expected it to go. Well, I remember with the Seahawks one, Brady let a good drive down the field and then threw a pick in the end zone. Right. To, what was that dude's name? Who He broke his wrist on the same play. Ye- Lane? Yeah, Jeremy Lane. Jeremy Lane. He broke his wrist going out of bounds. Right. The Giants won. The second Giants won. There was that intentional grounding safety. safety. Which, weird call. Yep. Um... The Falcons won, obviously. Which is a route from they, the jump. They just yeah. like got way, way down. Yeah, and yeah, the 07 Pats. It was clear immediately. You're like, oh, oh yeah, from the fr- yeah, it was like shit. Yeah, <sighs> yep. If only he hit Randy, man. I know that would have been the best ending of all time. Do you imagine for a perfect season if he hit him on that hail mary? On, like, the best thrown hail mary of all time. Absolute fucking on a dime, seventy yards in the air. Hits Randy Moss, the the bell cow of the year, and just this guy who's having the resurgence of all resurgences. And I don't think he would have scored on that play because there were right. guys draped on him. That would have put the Pats, like, within the 20 with, I think, 30 seconds left. Yeah. They'd probably win that game. Or at the very, very, very least, least, go to send overtime. Send it to overtime. Yeah. Shit. Well. Wow. I Honestly... That loss doesn't hurt as much anymore. No. How, how can it? it Time heals all. Rings heal all, Jake. <laughs> we got a fistful of them. 
we literally have a whole handful of rings. <laughs> yeah, we do. I like that you're doing the we. Yeah, of course. I of like, course. I like we. Yeah, of course. Some people are anti we. No, I'm a we. I'm a we guy. Me too. I'm, I'm like, a we guy. I'm like, I, yeah. I say we. It's just easier. It is the colloquial thing. Yeah, it's especially when like you're just winning championships all the time. It's a lot more fun to say we. To say that we have rings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And that we have trophies. <laughs> all right, you ready to dive in? We'll be back next week picking up the pieces of this uh, this Super Bowl loss bravado. Yeah. Dude, maybe maybe we just don't pay the piper at all. Oh no, and dude, we'll pe- be going to Models to buy a championship T-shirt. Another shirt? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even buy the last one. I didn't either. <laughs> I bought a sweatshirt though. I, I did buy a sweatshirt and I bought the DVD. Haven't even watched. I haven't watched either DVD from this century's Super Bowls. Dude, I don't have the Falcons DVD. We should watch that. Yeah, tomorrow. We should. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Can we watch both? Since I've never. Yeah. Yeah. This will yeah. be. This will be good. Let's watch both. We gotta watch both. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm very excited. I'm, I wish now. we could cut to <laughs> me too. right now. <laughs> me too. Me okay. too. Uh, all right. Let's dive in. Let's dive in on this. <clears throat> okay. Hold on. Yeah, I get a swig of water. Go Patriots. Okay. Enjoy the game, everyone. Yep. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, three, two, one. <clears throat> 